Hey everybody and welcome to the Talkies. Three filmmakers talking about movies. I'm Kenny. I'm Dee. I'm Taylor. Yo, and we went to a movie in a movie theater. We did. Which is so fun. I love going to the Tower Theater, Sacramento's... Uh, it's the best pre- theater in the city. Premier it's, destination for the art house flicks. It has terrible oh. audio acoustics. Uh, it's got terrible seats. kind of right. And terrible yeah, seats. And Honestly, it's, 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 it's not a... It's actually a piece of shit. It's not a comfortable... <laughs> it's an awful theater. theater. <laughs> it's like going way back in time and not in the good ways. But we still I love, love it. I love the Tower. I love it, it's too. So, yeah. I never have a bad time at the Tower, ever. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's usually because they typically show good movies. They they like only show uh, yeah. good movies. I was thinking, I was like, what's the worst? Actually, yeah, the worst movie that we saw was High Life there. And that's not even like a really, it's not even that's like not a bad like a movie. Bad it still was a movie. noteworthy movie. Right. That's like in right. a different echelon yeah. than a lot of movies. Right, right. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bad in the top tier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, today we did not see High Life. Today. No, <laughs> no we didn't. <laughs> today we saw The French Dispatch Yee. from Wes Anderson. and uh, I saw that. Yeah, we saw, all saw it. Yeah, I we saw were that. You were there? I saw that. We yeah, saw Wes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we covered Isle of Dogs. His, I remember that. His last film. We that did was, that. Yeah, that was fun. So this is our second time. On, is that 2018? That was. On Wes. You're right. Wow. Yeah, and this would have been his first live action film since Grand Budapest. Wow. So that, and that was like 2014. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's been, a, been, been a bit. quite a bit. Yes, it has. I think he spent all that time building sets for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Serious. That's where all his budgets go. Yeah. Hot takes. Taylor, go. All right. Um, Oh, shit. I have not been thinking about this movie. Uh (laughs) Your hot take, thoroughly forgettable. Thoroughly forgettable. (laughs) I liked a lot about this movie. I thought it was really good. I liked it. Um, uh, I like like what it does all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I think uh, maybe towards the end, I got a bit, I feel like my patience was a little bit at an end, towards towards the end, uh, a little bit, tiny bit. I see. Well, I'll go into it. I, it's a hard, hot take for me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I disliked a lot of this movie. Uh, I, I didn't expected. like a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Expected. Yeah. Uh, you hate Wes Anderson. I, yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, that's my hot take. I loved the Wes Anderson-ness of this movie, but I, I can't say I really loved the movie itself that much. And I guess we'll have to unpack that a bit, but that's where Let's I'm take starting. take that and unpack it. Unzip, yeah. start throwing clothes everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Like, I almost felt like the Wes Anderson-ness, <laughs> to coin a phrase, yeah. of this movie was a bigger star than absolutely than any of the vignettes they were telling or yeah. any of the characters like it almost was a little too much that's it's funny of, of the whole like dollhouse aesthetic and yeah. really really clever choreographed shots and stuff like it's all awesome like every one of those pieces makes me geek out but i feel like they kind of took away from what otherwise might have been some interesting characters and stories. Yeah, and especially because uh, all those visuals are there to like support, should be there to support the story. Yeah. And I think when you have a bunch of vignettes, yeah, it gets kind of uh, mm. like it's like it's almost like you can't get all the way immersed. I guess as that. a director, maybe yeah. in yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that it wasn't one because you know? like Grand Budapest. 
has um, a very coherent, has a strong through. story. Yeah, right, front to back. Yeah, yeah, it's got One a three story. act narrative, and it's a great story. It's really fun. Yeah, um, and I ne- and the one thing that really uh, goes hand in hand with his visual style is the playfulness of his stories. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of his movies have a sense of playfulness. And, yeah, extremely whimsical. Yeah. yeah. Even and, uh, Isle of Dogs, that was about war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was pretty playful. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought this one was a bit lacking on on that. There were, there were gags and there were funny moments, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I felt like it had like a zany aesthetic, but kind of, <laughs> kind of a pretty grounded... It was pretty grounded story. Stories. Yeah. It was the uh, stories were grounded. Yeah, about somewhat. Like, somewhat, yeah. I guess the last one not as much. It was yeah, really hard to There were a lot of them where I got like a halfway through the vignette before I was like I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, okay, so yeah. that, that was me throughout like the whole movie just about. Uh-huh. Where I was just like there was so much happening. I I can't I can't grasp any of this. And I on on the way back home I started thinking, like, the the stuff that I like in movies is is to be uh, intimate, like having what I call intimacy. Yeah. And this is like opposite of that. It is the opposite of intimacy. Yeah. Yeah, I it's, agree. Yeah, I agree. It kind of it kind of isolates y- hmm. you from right. Yeah, the audience stays the audience, and it's yeah. like you are separated from the film. Um, and it creates it creates this voyeur nature, which is it's it's weird because it. It exists in like plays, you know, like, you know, when you see them moving like backdrops and plays yeah. and you're just like, wow, I can admire that. But I wish I was more immersed and couldn't see that stuff. It's like putting that on the showcase. It's like showing people moving the sets. That's what this movie feels like to me. Well, they literally show people. Yeah, it was really interesting. <laughs> I thought that was fun. It was fun. It was interesting and fun. It's so Wes Anderson. They were all parts <laughs> that were interesting and fun. <laughs> you know one of my favorite you know what's great though the the first vignette is awesome i loved the the concrete the artist artist what was that the was the best story oh that was dope yeah. i think that yeah. was the best story of all of them yeah absolutely yeah. was there a okay was that was that a story okay. yeah 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 yeah, yeah i yeah, mean yeah, that's yeah. a very <laughs> are these like, articles <laughs> <laughs> they are they're articles they're, they're, they're like, right, like right article you know you take an article and that is the screenplay yeah you yeah, shoot, shoot the article <laughs> yeah so it's like a very meta thing <laughs> yeah it's like we're gonna watch films of articles we're gonna watch a film about an article that is translated into film Right, so like, so like, I love that idea. I love the idea too. That's what I mean. It's and just, it did. They pulled it off. Like I think, great in oh, the per, first. I, one. I would say perfectly throughout the whole thing. They pulled off what they were trying to do. Yeah, which is it's which is not the problem. Something any of us wanted. <laughs> well, it's not what I wanted. Well, I think I think the other two stories just were not as compelling as the first one. Definitely not as compelling. Yeah, I but I that. also yeah. wish the cohesive there there was some more connective tissue. For the stories. Yeah. Right? It's one thing if Rod Serling comes out at the beginning of Twilight Zone and says, for our first story, we're going right. to go see this artist in the jail. Now for another story. Right? Mm-hmm. 
But this was set in like a place that connected the stories. Uh huh. And it felt like we were kind of supposed to connect to that place and those characters and right. care yeah. care about yeah, the yeah. magazine and Bill Murray's character yeah. Yeah. and that they're a team that works together. Yeah. But that never came. It, it never felt like it was about the French dispatch it didn't, whatsoever. Yeah. Like that's that, really strange. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the the French dispatch, the the magazine place didn't didn't have a story. Right? Yeah. Right. It was like Bill Murray opened it up on a holiday and it was very successful for a long time and he passed away. <laughs> that, yeah. that was, yeah, that was the story. I, I actually didn't quite understand what Wes Anderson was trying to do until the movie was over and the, the credits began. The first thing there was a dedicated to. Yeah, I saw yeah. And those were all journalists. Writers, oh. yeah. And I don't know them all. But the couple that I could identify were specifically journalists who were American but had to live abroad. Oh, oh interesting. interesting. Which is what the French Dispatch is. It specifically is, yeah. James Baldwin. <clears throat> I mean, we covered yeah. I'm Not Your Negro yeah. before, so we know that story. Yep. Wow. You know, he had to, I believe it was France even. Yeah, yeah he lived sure. There, he was, yep. Right? He, li- he lived in France and remained a, a journalist and author That's from right. abroad. Yeah. So... Um, but that was, it, yeah, that was a really good story. Uh, I am not in your Negro. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I th- I think what I'm guessing is that he has a particular interest or passion for journalists, right? And this was kind of a zany love story to journalists, <laughs> Z- zany journalism, yeah, to totally. like the to the non glamorous side, right? Yeah, of, of journalism. It was. Uh, I really. <clears throat> I really admire Wes Anderson for like a lot of different things. Um, and I, I want to call this movie, like, I don't even want to call it a movie at this point. I want to call it a Wes Anderson. <laughs> well, that's all of his movies, you know? Uh, almost. No, like, but I watched, no, it's a movie. God damn it. The, the first, the first, okay. That's actually something I want to talk to Taylor about specifically, but, but in a second, uh, the only other movie of his that I've seen is the Darjeeling limited besides, uh, Isle of Dogs. You didn't see uh, Grand Budapest? No, I have it though. That's my favorite of his. I have. The you DVD won't that. like it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've seen scenes of it, and I like. Yeah, the scenes. Watch, well, maybe um, you will like it. <laughs> Moonrise Kingdom is freaking good too. That yeah. is a good. That's one. very endearing. You know what? You should watch. Um, I like Darjeeling Limited. You should watch Bottle Rocket. His first movie. His first movie? Yeah. Because it's not as dollhousey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like an indie movie from the nineties. Um, what I wanted to talk about was. Uh, freaking the the way the way you you both of you guys uh i feel like like movies uh, and this is this is this is pulling from our old episodes too what we talked about the the way in which each of us makes movies mm-hmm. uh i really like how you guys can let a movie wash over you and kind of just feel it out and like really oh it was david lynch that's what it was maholland drive and blue velvet uh when we talked about those two movies, we talked about the David Lynch world, right? And th- what he's doing as a filmmaker and how he marches to the beat of his own drum kind of thing. Um, and it's like, that's all really interesting stuff, but it's nothing that I learned in film school, right? So uh-huh. everything that I learned in film school is the stuff that I enjoy as a filmmaker and I therefore try to replicate. Um, and the stuff that I that comes from within me, it just matches that the most. Uh, so it's hard for me to look at a pure artist like David Lynch or Wes Anderson and see, see this like absolutist, uh, what's the word? Auteur Mm -hmm. 
in the in you know being shown to me on screen and i'm just like that's this doesn't translate <laughs> this isn't it's just, it's just not fitting your mold of what a movie yeah, is exactly. supposed to be yeah i have yeah exactly yeah. that i have this this mold and it, it's just not going through yeah yeah because i could watch it and be like that is something <laughs> that's definitely something that's happening and i admire it but yeah it's, yeah i have an ultra broad definition of what makes a movie if it's played at 24 frames a second it's a movie (laughs) actually that's not even true because you know 30 gemini man and (laughs) and the hobbit i'm about to make a movie right now oh shit is this a movie yes damn it (laughs) that's a photo mode though oh then it's not a movie for listeners i just pointed my phone at him (laughs) you know if it's projected on a screen yeah it's a movie okay how about if it moves it's a movie Yes. Okay. Well, it's like, look, if you have actors on a stage portraying something where they are acting, playing something else in front of an audience, regardless of whether it has three acts, we're going to say that what other words can you use to describe that other than a play? Right. You know? Right. Is that it's just a medium. Yeah. And and I I have no problems with those themes existing they just absolutely are not my taste that's yeah that is all that is yeah well this one i i i had a harder time attaching myself to that's, this film yeah, than i have other wes anderson films yeah um i i felt in in his previous work he tends he tends to marry his style and the story better <laughs> i have another thought um, this idea of lack of intimacy in Wes Anderson yeah. films. Yeah. Um, I think I think a lot of his films he he gets you connected by having interesting characters that and gives you enough of those interesting characters to really latch onto. But I think that his style can really um, isolate you. And one reason I noticed in, in this film in particular is that when he does his dollhouse thing, he relegates his characters to a tiny part of the screen. Like, for a, a quarter of this movie, the people are in, like, a sixteenth yeah. of the screen. Yeah, even yeah. smaller. Yeah. 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 I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. Part of his aesthetic over content so (laughs) (laughs) hey i did my part say something Um, smart say something smart taylor (laughs) i mean i said so many smart things i'll list them again okay um uh animation was a huge influence on wes anderson's development uh, style and I yeah, loved the animation, and I thought animation works much better. Oh, and I, lo- I thought yeah, the gag he, with the wrestler was funny. Yep. That was hilarious. That was that hilarious. Was good. Um, We're trying to recount the stuff that we didn't record. <laughs> 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 he, uh... Exactly. I don't remember that part. Oh, we talked about how it was hard for us to wrap our head around what kind of movie this is until we thought this is just like Wes Anderson playing... Yes, his style is very chaotic in this movie. Oh, he's all over the place. (laughs) It's like Tenet. It's like Tenet. Yes, it's exactly like this movie is better than Tenet, though. No. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. (laughs) Honestly, I feel kind of similar to the way I did when I saw Tenet. Oh yeah. 
Maybe not. Man, I guess I like this movie the most. Yeah. Number one. You suck, surprising. <laughs> well, you know what the thing was with both Tenet and this film? Uh-huh. I, I really allowed myself to be hyped. For this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah and I, I did for Tenet as well. Yeah. Right? It had been a long time since a since uh, a Nolan film or a Wes Anderson film. Both were delayed. Right? Uh, this one, I, I feel like the trailer dropped like two and a half years ago. <laughs> yes. It was, yeah, I guess it, it was like pretty old. It literally huh? has. Yeah, I think. It screened in like, I'm pretty sure it screened in like 2019. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so it's, so I've been looking forward to this for a long time. And like, since this trailer c- came out, I did a, like a Wes Anderson marathon with my wife. We nice. watched all of his movies. And so, like, I was just, like, ready for the next great Wes Anderson movie, which is how I felt going into Tenet as well. And yeah. for both, I was kind of like, oh. Ten- so, I, I just don't want to make a comment about, about that comparison, because Tenet is is a dumb movie. Good. Like, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I want to say, say objectively, because Damn. When, well, when you look at movies overall about what they are and what they're about and stuff... Nolan has this, you know, sense of his and whatever, but uh, Tenet was so stylized, so into Nolan's idea of what makes a deep movie or what makes an interesting movie uh, that it just kind of washed away a lot of the personal aspects of it. And so because of that, I felt like it was kind of dumb, but I enjoyed myself way more in Tenet than I did with this movie, but it was because of my taste. Well, yeah, so that's just it. I think I enjoyed myself more in this film because there were more of the things that make me go, ooh, neat. Hey, that's neat. Look <laughs> right. how we did that. That was cool. Right. You know? Um, and that's exactly what you saw in, in Tenet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's funny. I was just gushing with you guys about this movie on the portion that we didn't record. <laughs> yeah, we said a lot of really good things about it. Shame. There's Shame. so much good. There was a lot of good. <laughs> so much good. Remember that good stuff? Mm-hmm. That was good. Mm. Yeah. Well, I liked this movie. <laughs> would you watch it again? Maybe. Probably. I, I would again. I probably I, would. Yeah. I just to get past that dialogue because when they're talking, I said, "There's you so much watch stuff." It, watch it again with subtitles. Yes. Yeah. That would be good. Yes. I would do that too. I actually had that thought. I'm like, I actually. F- feel like d like i want i want subtitles right now or maybe just watch the benicio de toro portion. yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah i would just watch just watch that one yeah. that's good yeah you know oh, the, hey. the jail he was in almost reminded me of like stalker for some reason oh interesting yeah oh, i can see that i got some like paths of glory vibes every now and then yeah that really? too yeah yeah there was the something close-ups. about the black yeah. and white that he was using oh, that yeah. felt uh, very retro, felt very throwback. What was so? Why did he use uh, hop colors all the time? I couldn't quite grasp. Yeah, I thought I was following. I was like, okay, I see, I see. No. And then he would do it, and I'd be like, huh? No, it was just, <laughs> it was just he wanted to. I literally and think now he was like, like color now. Yeah, I, 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 I that's what I mean when I say this is him at his most stylistically chaotic. Sure. Yeah. The stuff like that. Yeah, just unfiltered Wes yeah. Anderson. Yeah. His whim yeah. is God. His whim. <laughs> um, I want to say that he picked black and white during shots that he wanted more visual affinity for, that he didn't want people to focus on certain colors. But that's what you do with color correction. Uh-huh. So I don't know why. I thought, you know, I, I had it connected to, like, um, time 
and yeah, there's a bunch of different things you could read yeah, into. It. Yeah, perspective, perspective yeah. for sure. Definitely perspective. There, that blue eyes thing was awesome. That, that was, was cool. really nice. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, and the uh, and the paint that the that Benicio de Toro. What's the guy's name? Moses. Yeah, Moses. Um, when he painted Simone on the oh yeah, yeah. stomach, um, that it wasn't black and white, and I thought that was a strange choice. That wasn't black and white. It that was in black. It was black and white. Yeah, yeah. The whole shot, right? Or that shot where yeah. he went and painted on her. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was because you couldn't tell what color he was putting on her. Not just that, but but like when you're painting, yeah, it's like your focus goes up to the paint. Like, what color is the paint that you're brushing on yeah. the canvas? Um, and it was cool that they put in, like they they uh, faded to color when we saw the painting itself. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Or no, they, they didn't fade to color. They uh, smash cut mm-hmm. it was when they closed the door cut the color yeah um that's cool but which was cool and maybe that's what you were talking about it's just like of his whim i loved his relationship to simone uh, simone she's hot and, well <laughs> yeah yeah i mean no, we can true. all agree there i enjoyed the simone scenes i felt like she's she in was... death stranding She's in. Oh, that's yep. where I saw. That's her. a Fragile. video game. She's yeah. Oh, sorry. She's in. Um, Not a movie. She's in some movies. Well, who's she's who's, in the lesbian? Who's one. the blonde lady in uh, the lesbian one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's the blonde lady in? Blue is Black the warmest Widow. color. In Black Widow, the that's, blonde the blonde girl in Black Widow. That's Florence Pugh. Okay, that's not. She's in one. Midsummer. Yeah. That's the Midsummer chick. Yeah. Anyway. No, not Simone. That person is. Yes. Hey, okay. let's uh, <laughs> let's get grounded okay. here. Right, right. She's anyway, hot. Sorry. I was, I was. True. She is hot. Yeah. I was left wishing that Wes Anderson had either made a movie about the Benicio del Toro story, or like a feature just that. True. Or a feature that took place in the office of the French Dispatch. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? one of those yeah. two. Yeah, where you don't jump into a whole story for a whole time. Yeah, yeah, or at least not a as story much. Story within, like maybe yeah. flashes. You know, yeah, like a yeah. scene or two. Yeah, yeah. This movie should have just been. They should have just told one story. Yeah, the vignettes well, got tedious. That, I mean, that's. I guess that's what a vignette is, right? Is that it's just a peek into a much bigger story. Yeah. In that way, like we already said, <clears throat> I don't know if it was recorded or not. Uh, no. That it was. Uh, they felt like articles because they were they were filmed articles yes articles made into a movie and in that sense it's an interesting experiment absolutely and kudos yeah i wonder what something like this like directed by i don't know like ron howard would look like you know that would be shit (laughs) (laughs) it certainly wouldn't be as interesting but like just just the idea of turning straight vignettes into a movie well let's think like articles or like vignettes like well, like like, a, like well, three short films there's other anthology sh- movies like like take buster scruggs well i, I thought about buster okay. scruggs right but each of those are arcs are completed character arcs right. and stuff yeah right and this one isn't that's true it's just reporting on an event that happened yeah 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 and m- many of the characters go through arcs that surpass the vignette like the what's her name the freaking writer who's the old girl who's in love with timothy yeah. mm-hmm. Francis um, mcdormand yeah like i wanted that, to see those two bang that would have been hot <laughs> like the, yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I'm wishing that was on screen like the uh, just on the record her character arc was like in the middle when it when it ended like she was she was starting to understand more about the youth and then and then stopped which was fine 
for what it was doing, you know, but yeah, that's not a story. Yeah. I just really don't feel like the movie did anything. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It made me feel bored. Other than show interesting things. I did kind of feel bored towards the end. Yeah. Like my patience was kind of for a movie. I looked up the runtime before it was like an hour and 40 minutes, something like that. Felt a lot longer. Felt much longer. Yeah. Yeah. I think that happens with like anthology movies. It's it's sure. it takes a lot of energy to like get invested in a story, That's have true. it finish, and then a new story, right. a whole new story it's starts. Up. Yeah, it takes yeah. a lot of well, energy. Well, you know what's interesting? Yeah. So I just watched Cloud Atlas again. I uh-huh. watched it yesterday. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. And that's several stories, but told simultaneously. They right? intertwine, don't intertwine. they? Intertwine. Yeah. yeah. It's like intercutting. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and, and they're all sort of in the same place in their arcs simultaneously, mm-hmm. you know. So you, you meet the characters at the beginning, and then they start to morph into their, you know, the adventure, and then they come to a conclusion kind of all at the same time, right? So you have this, you have the one momentum throughout the whole, a consistent momentum. Whereas when you have an anthology of just standalone stories, you have to build up momentum and decelerate that momentum yeah, and right. then start over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. But That's you know what? Yeah. The Cohen brothers didn't have that problem. They Buster Scruggs, <laughs> Buster Scruggs great. is great. Yeah, yeah, I didn't feel that way at all. I was yeah. always like, "All right, let's do the next one." So, yeah. yeah, yeah, let's keep going. That's a, yeah, even after the last one, dude. I kind of want to watch Buster Scruggs again. I was just yeah, thinking about I, that. I, I like, saw hey, some of it. I think I watched like the first three or something. That, uh, that a while Liam back, Neeson was one. great. The Liam that Neeson one's, one's my up. absolute favorite. That oh, one's brutal. It's crazy. Throw the cripple in the river. Yeah, that's nuts. Oh, that story. And right. in that moment when you realize that it's Dudley from Harry <laughs> Potter. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Rip Dudley. Rip Dudley. Rip. Uh, yeah. He got replaced with a chicken. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> that's, that's what happens. Uh, and Buster the Scruggs, story. the guy with no arms or legs. Oh, shit. He was. Wow. He's like, Liam Neeson's like, I can't make money off you anymore. Dang. Yeah. And he's like, he gets replaced Oof. with a chicken who could, I like... I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. You're broken. You're broken. It's like literally Liam Neeson said that. <laughs> he throws <laughs> him. <laughs> oh, he even throws him. We need to have an edit of that. That's amazing. <laughs> That would be so messed he up. Even throws <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm going to make that. I have to make that. That's amazing. Anyways, yeah. Uh, what are, are there any other anthologies that work or don't work that come to mind? A VHS, the horror one. I haven't seen it. That I haven't thing. seen it. I don't know, it's kind of like, you know, it's just, uh, some of them are cool. It's kind of just a, you know, it's not as bad as most horror movies are, but it's not like elevated, I would say. I'm often left wondering why an anthology is made and not like a series of short films, Mm -hmm. right? Especially in the age of streaming services, right? Where you could actually have episodes, right? right? Mm -hmm. And so when you make the conscious choice that you're going to make a feature that puts all these shorts in one place together, presented as a whole, there's... It's like a purpose to that, it. That means the overarching binding material is more important than the pieces by themselves. Yeah, so it would seem, yeah. Right? And so that's what I mean with, with French Dispatch. I f- that's why I feel like the place and the magazine is supposed to be that thing. See, 
but it Dude, seems so secondary. That's interesting yeah. because thinking about French Dispatch as a series would be, I think, much more interesting. That would be cool because it'd be an episode, an article, right? And and you would know what to expect going in. You know, uh, they they wouldn't even have to be stories as long as they're standalone pieces. Like that's even the way that you read magazines. You mm-hmm. straight up just open it, read a piece, close it. Right? It's yeah. not like you read a magazine all the way through. <laughs> yeah, front to back. Front to back, right? I guess, you, yeah. Interesting. I don't read magazines. See, Wes, see, this is how you do stuff. Let us do yeah. that for you. <laughs> it's time to put it down, Wes. Let us take over. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just the auteur thing, right? It is. Because yeah. clearly, if you put this money in the hands, uh, or this movie in the hands of a producer who cares about money, right? They're going to look at the movie and say, okay, let's cut out the parts that don't matter. Right. Right? Where Are there parts that if I cut them out, it won't impact the movie? There's 10 of those <laughs> in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of stuff you could cut. Like, Owen Wilson's whole thing. Oh, yeah. His entire it had nothing, like, on-screen it didn't presence do anything, didn't do anything. Right? That's really funny. Actually, even Not, the meeting room. Yeah. Even the meeting room where... Where the the only part where what's her name was in it, uh, blonde lady from what do you call it? I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, meeting room. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with Wes Anderson though is he is the draw basically. You know, it's not really yeah his stories. But or did what that they're feel about, more yeah. like palpable and in your face with this film to you than other films? Uh, um. Like, like it to me. Style? That's interesting. What I mean is, like, I I felt as though the movie was aware of the Wes Andersonness. Oh, yeah. That we're putting on a Wes Anderson show, <laughs> uh-huh. a showcase of Wes Anderson. It, it could have gone to that and point. not telling a, yeah. a story. I didn't think that too much about that because I, I felt I feel um, I've always felt that his style complements his stories, mm-hmm. right? That yeah, that should. that it is a that the style becomes a part of a, the, his storytelling method, you know. Um, yeah, this was it, it's definitely not that. Yeah, this yeah, movie. that's why. Again, I saw. I keep saying it's his most chaotic. Mm, He's yeah. all over the map in yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will. Hundred percent agree. It's not as cohesive stylistically. Yeah. And, you know, his style has become really, really popular. Like, liking Wes Anderson's style is a popular thing <laughs> in and of itself. That's funny. To the point maybe where it has gotten, like, self-conscious in a way. Yeah, yeah. I always, I, I always dislike when that happens. Self-consciousness from a, like a filmmaker is weird to me. From an auteur. Yeah, mean? from an auteur, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you should, like... I mean, it's, I don't know. It's like it's like Tenet was like that. I Tenet like. was definitely yeah. like that. Like I really like that. To, Inception was too. A little. I'd bit. like to see him make a movie uh, where he doesn't use his cast of traveling all stars. <laughs> yeah, I got. The, like, yeah. I started to feel like I was checking off boxes in this movie. Like <laughs> just I was just like, okay, star. where's Tilda? There's Tilda. Edward yeah. Norton. Haven't seen that. There's Edward Norton. Yeah, you know, Amy and I mm-hmm. actually did that. Yeah. On the way over, we were like, okay, who's going to be in it? Yeah. And we started listing them off. And just about everyone but two people. Yeah. I was surprised that Timothy was in here. I forgot that he was in the movie at all. 
Yeah, I think that's. I think that maybe that's what happens when you develop that much of a style, where it's like, if you, it was almost like he was trying to reach out to find a new look in a way. Like, like I feel like that animated sequence, the two D car chase. That was that was new for him. Yeah, that was a new new ground for him, and that was the most like entertaining part that for me. That was so fun. I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I think I think as an artist, you always have to be trying new things and pushing forward. And I feel like Grand Budapest Hotel is the ultimate, the peak of Wes Anderson's style. Everything he was like slowly building towards from Bottle Rocket all the way up to Grand Budapest Hotel, that's the climax of yeah. his style. And so this is the, <clears throat> and then after that, Isle of Dogs, he's kind of treading ground again. And then in this movie, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in this movie. It's just chaos. It's just chaos. This yeah. movie's chaos. Yeah, maybe he needs to find who he is again. You know, yeah. Go on a, a new... A new journey yeah. of some kind. I'd like to see... Evolve like, it. Yeah. I'd like to see like a whole animated movie yeah, from it, him and then like have live action per- parts. That's funny. <laughs> that, I like that He idea. would do that yeah. too. That's cool. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well... This was the f- first movie in a long time where I thought of my pizza rating while watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. I think I, that's I probably a that bad sign. I had I time know. to do the same thing, actually. Yeah, well, I had I had a lot of moments to, during this movie where I'm like, oh, yeah. I shouldn't be thinking this much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, I thought yeah. about that. I had that same thought. I was thinking a lot about his shots and like noticing kept, that you're not immersed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I I was keeping track of all of his angles. Yeah. Every angle of every shot, I was keeping track to notice any differences. And then I was like, but what's going on in the story? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, wait. Wait a second. Yeah, the story. Uh, I don't really care. I'm going to keep counting the angles. (laughs) I feel like this movie is going to be more interesting to learn about than it is to watch. Like, I'm really interested. I'm really interested to hear uh, Wes Anderson's intentions and his fascination with journalism and you know why he wanted to make this movie and why he did it the way he did. Yeah, I think that's going to be more interesting mm. than the movie itself. Yeah, it's possible. You know, hearing it, hearing it from him, it might change my perspective on on the movie. It can. Yeah, I want to uh, say my favorite shot of the movie was the uh, the part where it was the the least Wes Anderson shot. It was a shot where the, the camera's revolving around the table. And they're all taking a shot of the... That was a, like a mesmerizing just, shot. Yeah. And what was cool about it was that the whole movie was moving at this pace that was pretty fast. And then we got to that part and it was like the only part... It had like really cool coloring too. Yeah. It was color and it was slow motion. And every every actor who was the three uh, were closing their eyes while they were taking a shot. You know what that shot reminded me of? It totally <laughs> threw me into Guillermo del Toro land. Yeah. And yeah I don't I know why I went there. I wonder if it's because of the coloring. Yeah, and the low angle, uh, or the yeah, the low angle wide lens. Man, Wes Anderson uses a lot of wide lenses. It's funny you would, you would think that, but well, again, that's more of the impersonal. Impersonal. Yeah, the mm-hmm. less intimacy. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just that, like some of his tracking shots, I was just like, wow, that's really wide. Like so the, like to the curvature of the. Of yeah, the some sides. shots had vignetting. Yeah, so it's interesting. Anyway, I got a question for you guys. Do it. Um, can I go to the bathroom? 
No. Okay. Mm. If this movie was a pizza, what kind of pizza would it be? Aha! Mm. Now you're asking the right question. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting this whole time. Okay. So this episode's going to be 15 <laughs> minutes long. I, I actually have this. Uh, I already have this because, like you said, Kenny, I was, yeah. I was uh, making it during the movie. This <laughs> this pizza, this is a pizza where uh, it's inverted. The the crust is the toppings, and the and the inside is the crust. What? So, huh? so when you when you get a slice, like you can't, the, you you hold on to the toppings when you're holding on to it, and then when you eat it, you're only eating crust until you get to the end, and you're like, oh. My God. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this movie is. That's funny. Okay. All right. I'm not sure why, but that's what I like it. That's what it is. I like it. You don't need a reason why. You know what? Thank you. <laughs> Thank, I'm not to work. You don't gotta justify it. Thank you. I'm, I'm, this is the most chaotic I've been in a pizza. Movie. I know. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so to me, this is um, you're served your pizza like at a restaurant where you order. You're at like a sit down restaurant where you order a whole pie, you know, for the table kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And they bring it out, and everyone at the table goes, "Oh, because it is beautiful, right? Like, like it's got like." The toppings are placed like with a pattern, you know, <laughs> like there was real intention. How it was all placed down. There's garnish oh, yeah. in the middle of some kind. Garnish. Maybe it's maybe it's on like some kind of like uh, wood pizza stand. You know, it's like fancy. Right. And you're like, that is that is so cool. And, but it literally just tastes like Domino's. Like, it's just okay. <laughs> oh, like, no. it's, like, not great to eat at all, but it's really neat to look at. Nice. But at the end, you still are going home wanting more food. <laughs> I want to go eat a real pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> okay, so this is a pepperoni pizza. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's pepper. Nah. Oh, oh shit! Wait a second. This is gonna get crazy. Uh oh, uh -oh. look at you know whatever, what? Whatever Taylor drops the pepperonis, I get really interested. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think if I had to be strict about this, be it, strict. It would be like be strict. It would be a a Blaze pizza from Blaze. Mm, a Blaze think. pizza from Blaze. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> really? From Blaze. Okay. Yeah. Can you get gotcha. Blaze pizzas in other places? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you cannot. <laughs> Only at Blaze. Can you get Blaze? Can you get Blaze? Sure. Wow. Okay. Okay. Except no imitations. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're with you. So it's a Blaze pizza from Blaze. Blaze. Okay. Got it. So it's a Blaze pizza from Papa John's. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> and it's a. Uh, That's a very nuanced rating, actually. It's wow. cheese. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's cheese, uh -huh. and it's um, oh, I finally I got it. Oh, it's cheese, and there's parmesan on it, and you get it. You don't eat it right away. You take it home, and you got a bunch of shit to do, so you kind of forget about it, and then you come back to it, and so it's been sitting there for like like three hours. You eat it, and you're like, yeah, that's good pizza. Uh, is it blowing my mind? No. <laughs> But I appreciate it, and I, I I enjoy eating it. That's far maybe worse by than the, I thought it was going to Maybe be. by the end of the pizza, I'm like, I'm kind of good at this point. But I I like it. Good. My other rating, though, I, this is non 
hardcore. It well, this is more like a Kenny rating. This, okay. this is not canon. Yeah, okay. this is non-canon. <laughs> okay, yeah. For the record, if this was an alternate universe, Taylor, his rating would be. <laughs> it would be. It'd be a, a beautifully crafted. It, it'd be um, a wood wooden sculpture. Some some absolutely perfect <laughs> sculpt sculpture artist, like an artist, made a beautiful wood sculpture of a pizza <laughs> it's wood but you can't eat it you can't eat it yeah it's a, it's a wood but it's beautiful it's ab- and it's like yeah. it's like photorealistic yeah. like it's yeah. so realistic yeah. yeah but and and the filmmaker take or the pizza maker actually takes great joy in the fact that you cannot <laughs> eat his pizza yeah you can't eat that pizza yeah, he, he's like no that's the point that's the point you yeah. can't eat this pizza <laughs> you're, and, you're, and you admire it you're sitting there admiring it and you love it yeah and it's but, great but you're like but i want to eat it like if you know it's it's being like the artist comes out and he shows it and i'm like damn that's awesome nice job man yeah you know, I should nice say, job. nice job, nice dude. Job. I should say, just to clarify, it's amazing. That's an amazing. That's the best rating ever. That uh, that based compared to how I feel about Wes Anderson movies in general, these are really bad ratings. Like, uh, yeah, like I just want people know. to know that, like my rating I gave um, is worse. You've then you t- probably because because I love Wes Anderson. You've movies. told me he's your favorite director. <laughs> yeah, there's there's times where I'm in that phase where Wes yeah. Anderson's my guy. Yeah, and uh, and there's three or four films that of his that I'd consider perfect movies. Yeah, you know, just perfect movies. Not to confuse the people out there. I don't hate Wes. <laughs> I hate Wes. Yeah. Devon hates Wes. He yeah. hates Wes. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, my my love of of Wes Anderson movies uh, got in the way for me mm. of this this one. That's probably why I liked it the most because mm-hmm. like I love Wes Anderson too, but he's not like um, top ten for me or anything like that. Yeah, he's he, he, but he's amazing, and like I'll see every single one of his movies. Yeah, so I was just like ready to watch it. I didn't think that hard about the movie. I'd never spent time imagining the movie. I was just like, all right, let's do it. Wes Anderson, say no more. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, say no more. This was, by the way, like a terrible movie to go in cold, because I went in completely cold. Uh huh. Oh yeah, you hadn't even seen a trailer or anything. I hadn't, and I, I well, hated that. I was like, what? when I was learning about the movie while watching it, I was like, man, I really wish I saw some trailers. You're like, What's hard to get going on? on it? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I saw trailers and still, most of the time, didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, I saw one trailer like once, and then I, I was kind of excited going in because I was like, I'm gonna learn what's going on in this movie. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> afterwards, <laughs> after the movie happens, then maybe kind yeah. of, kind of, <laughs> yeah. Re- rewatch with caption when it said rewatch like, might be better at the end yeah. when it said dedicated to James Baldwin. I'm like, I should have made it about James Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really cool. That would have been a good. It just reminded me of other movies I liked more. <laughs> yeah, that's oof. <laughs> Hey, let me address the listeners now. Okay. okay. Hey, listeners, <laughs> D has something to tell you. Okay. Oh, tell them what they've been listening to. Oh, right. Okay. In case they're idiots. Okay. So, in case you're idiots. (laughs) Can we take that from the top? This was the Talkies by Carbon Line Studios. Uh, We are available everywhere that podcasts are available. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. Damn. Freaking we even Overcast. Overcast. YouTube. YouTube. I didn't even know we're on Overcast. I've never heard of Overcast. Yeah, boy. We're there. We're We're everywhere. We're everywhere. 
We have um, hundreds of listeners. <laughs> literally. <laughs> we literally have hundreds. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's that much, guys. Uh, on the lower end we of have, hundreds. There are dozens of us. Less than 500. <laughs> we literally have less than 500 listeners. Uh, check us out on YouTube because uh, we're cool there. Not so cool here. This hey, is, has anyone really reviewed funny. us on uh, uh, podcasts? I don't think so. Hey, make us a review. review Five us. stars. <laughs> yeah. No, with pizzas. Oh yeah, leave a oh, comment. Yeah, leave in a comment, review. review us in pizza form. Yeah. What? That's what, great. What pizza is the talkies? Oh, um, and leave and if you and if you've seen the French Dispatch, leave your pizza no. re- review down below. No, no, we don't, God, no, we don't care. No one else is allowed to pizza review movies. <laughs> not allowed. Anyway, can we read, can we read comments not. on from our Dune one? Oh, a quick uh, response because those were hilarious. Oh, they'll love that. Yeah, they'll love interaction. Will they? Do they like? Do, do they like that? <laughs> do you? Do you like? Do that? you like? <laughs> yeah, do you like? Do you like that? Hey, see you later. We're done. Bye. Bye. Bye.